This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. I think when when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. What's up, everybody? What's up, Bachelor Nation? As you can tell from my voice, I'm so hoarse, fresh from Super Bowl, but so happy to be here to talk to you guys because, Becca, they get a double dose of us this week. You guys are stuck with us. Two episodes means two podcast episodes this week as well. We're so excited to get into it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. We are so happy to serve you the latest and greatest in Bachelor Nation news and opinions. Everything. I have notes in front of me. Rachel's here. (laughs) We're going to break it down because there is a lot that went down this episode. And you have to have notes because you need to keep it all in order. Because it's like, where do we even start from? I mean, it. we saw a telenovela, but that's, that should be the theme of this entire, of this entire season. season. It's his own soap opera. Yeah. So, Rach, before we get started, I do have to say we have a very special guest coming in. Well, calling in later this afternoon with the wonderful Mr. Higgins. He cannot get rid of me, um, (laughs) which is why we forced him onto our podcast today. And so we're so excited to break it down with him and to get his point of view on the season so far, because I'm sure he will have plenty to say. We're going to have to poke Ben because, you know, Ben likes to be Mm -hmm. straight line, politically correct. This is not what this show is about. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's happy hour. You know, take one back and let's get into it. I really want to know what he who would he be going for right now if he was Peter, because everyone compares the two they're like Peter's a mini Ben and so I really can't wait to get his take um, on these ladies and see if he, if he was in Peter's shoes who he'd be going for so far 
before that, we see this this episode kick off in the beautiful Santiago, Chile. Now, Peter still has 10 women remaining, and I feel like it's more than that just yeah. because there's so much drama. So we still have Hannah Ann, Kelly, Kelsey, Madison, McKenna, Natasha, Sydney, Tammy, Victoria F., and Victoria P. Now, again, it feels like more than 10. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure you named more than 10 people there. But... It starts off with Hannah Ann getting a one-on-one. Now, mm-hmm. is this just me? Or were you like, didn't she already have one? I could have, sw- I would have put money on it. I thought Hannah Ann already had a date. I, I, I honestly don't know what season I'm watching. There's just been so much going on. There really has. Maybe because she's stolen him so many times. It feels <laughs> like it's all added up into she, a one-on-one. She's had more time than most of these women. Yeah. That's for sure. Um I was watching this and the way it kicks off is so Peter joins the girls at a bar and I don't think on when I was on The Bachelor, I don't think we ever had a setup like that where we we could all just kick it and be out in public and drink and then he just showed up and grabbed someone. So I was kind of jealous. I'm like, man, I wish I was with these girls right now and would have, you know, show up. But um, yeah, he takes Hannah Ann and... Like you, I feel like we've just seen more of her because I think she's just been so confident in all the the group dates. I mean, we've had we've had a lot of model esque dates that she's you know kind of stolen the show in because that's that's what she does. Um, but yeah, I think in my mind, this date around the city, I think it was a good date. It, it seemed like a normal date. Like there wasn't a ton of like glitz and glam and hype. There wasn't any helicopters or private concerts. It just seemed very chill. I will say that those type of dates I love. They were always my favorite dates mm-hmm. because it's not, there weren't a lot of distractions. Yeah. You know, you weren't doing all these crazy things. It's a real life thing. You're exploring this new city, this new country with someone you really care about mm-hmm. and you're doing it together. Mm-hmm. I loved those. When I was on The Bachelor, I loved it and I loved it on The Bachelorette. And I would always usually take someone that I really, really wanted to get to know on those dates right. because there's so much time to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what he needed from her. I think he needed her to just open up and not be this like cute girl that's always smiling and happy happy all the time because that's not a relationship. Right. Um, yeah. So. Well, then that was a bust. If that's what he wanted, that was a bust because then night rolled around and she didn't have shit to say. Yeah. I just I, I feel like I still don't know much of her. Like she's Neither had this one on one time and and there's not. More, you know, we, we've seen dates like with, for instance, with Kelsey, where she opened up about her her parents' divorce and how that kind of like shaped her into the woman she is today. Or we, you know, we, we've always had these stories. And now I'm not saying that somebody needs like this whole sob story or this life changing story, but just something to give us more of who they are. And I felt like I didn't get that. And this was so frustrating. So we've seen her, we've seen her have all this personality, whether it's in front of a camera or walking down a runway, which a lot of people say is their issue with Instagram mm-hmm. models or models. It's like they have all this personality, but then you talk to them in person and there's it's really nothing there. there. So no offense to anybody. So <laughs> when I, when he asked her very direct questions, she cannot answer them. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is a red flag. I saw all the red flags waving all around Hannah Ann and in her face. And then he gets up in frustration because he's not getting anything mm-hmm. from her. And she starts crying. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is what I needed. And I'm like, Peter, she hasn't said anything yet. I, unless this was edited and we just didn't get it. I don't understand because Peter was like, that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. A tear? 
I mean, was she pinching herself to make herself cry? I, I don't understand what was behind her tears. She did not explain that. She, I, We got nothing from her. And he said he got everything he needed from right. her. I think there's a difference that sometimes, and I don't want to say just men, but people do. They they confuse like emotion and, and tears for depth. And it goes back to us questioning, like, are, is Peter asking the right questions with these women? Like, he's, it's like he's trying to pull teeth to get a straight answer. And my problem with not only Hannah Ann, but with some of the other girls, and trust me, I'm going to get into this as we go on to the next one-on-one, but it seems like they don't truly know what they want and what in themselves or in a, in a relationship like you go on the show and you think you know yourself and what you want and then they're like thrust into this spot where you know it's like a future ahead of them and an engagement looming and they're trying to form this relationship and they don't truly know who they are and what they want in a partner in a relationship and that's where my frustration is it's and I'm not saying Hannah Ann is immature I'm not saying I mean Kelly yes, said it yeah, well, Kelly did <laughs> say it, to, but Kelly said. I and I don't want to like I want to get to know these people individually to say like okay you're immature or mature I think just based upon her age yes yeah, she's young a younger girl in the group like she's only twenty three I'm not saying that she's probably not ready because Becca M on Ari season was only twenty two and she got so much flack for seeming young and immature but look at her now like she shout out to baby Becca she's yeah, one of my favorites she one of my favorites too and she's so mature she has a lovely child who just turned one. She has another baby on a, on the way. She's in a very loving, committed, loyal relationship, a respectful relationship. So she, like, I don't think the age number always is the problem. It's just, I think, like, mindset. And and I think Peter's asking for something from Hannah Ann, and she thinks he's asking for, like, emotion and tears and something more than just a smile, when really he's like, no, I actually want to know what you want. Yeah, and she couldn't give it to him. She just looked at him. Mm-hmm. She's perfectly curated. I'm over Hannah Ann at this point. I, she gave him nothing. She Those tears were because she thought she was going to go home. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. That's why she couldn't talk about what was behind them. She thought she was going home. He gives her her rose. A rose. I don't understand why. Again, I'm hoping that we missed something, but I don't understand. I don't think we did because I think they would have shown it. Mm-hmm. So I don't get his relationship with Hannah Ann. It's very superficial. At this point, there seems to be no depth. She gave us nothing. I'm on to the next person. Mm-hmm. So, well, well, then we go on to the uh, <laughs> lovely group date, the telenovela, which I will say was probably one of my favorite dates I've seen. I would have loved to have been part of this. I just, it, it just seemed fun, creative. Like, I loved all of these girls and their personas because, like, I mean, McKenna with the maid, like, poor girl. She cannot get a break right now. She was in every scene. She was in every (laughs) scene. And I wish she would have made more of it. Like, you see her kind of in the back dusting. And and I wanted more. Like, she could have played that up so incredibly much. Um, But some of the girls did great. I will say Kelly as the the abuela. That was good. Was so good. And, like, it was kind of the cringeworthy moments where it's, like, they're talking about, like, dating. It's just, like, the moments that you love on the show were in this, like, telenovela soap opera. Um, I'm trying to think who else. No, they were great. I thought I love dates where we get to see their personalities come out. Mm-hmm. There's always that one date. And usually it's in the beginning, but in the middle of it, just to see the girls have fun with it and kind of just be so light when everything has been so heavy. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that that was fun. But I guess they were just a little bit too inspired by that by that telenovela because they took it off the set mm-hmm. and back into the house with them. 
Yes, the drama continues. I, yeah, Peter, Peter's season just needs to be his own telenovela because that's what it feels like. Yeah, and I, oh, this is what I don't understand. Y'all, like listeners, if you're listening, write us in on this because I don't get how there's always the one contestant who falls for this shit. Like, how do you always get to be the one who's talking shit about every single person and you become that girl? Like, you see it coming. You 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 watch the show and you're like, ooh, if I ever go on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, don't be that girl. Mm-hmm. And then there's always that girl. It happens. I don't know if they're doing it because they know they're not going to make it far. I don't know if they're trying to create a storyline. I don't know if they're trying to get to paradise. I don't understand it. I'm upset that it's Tammy, though, mm-hmm. because at the beginning— Tammy was one of my favorites and she had so much promise and now she's just like on a mission to eliminate women Mm -hmm. and her new victim is McKenna. Right. Yeah. I think who's an easy victim like because McKenna's she's preying on the weak at this point. Right. Yeah. And I will agree. I had so much hope for Tammy and and I said it last week where like I was rooting for her and in the beginning I think Tammy offered in the beginning like this great combo of a little bit of sass and she'll she'll say it like it is but then she still like would check in on the girls if they were having issues. I mean we saw it with Kelsey when Kelsey was crying by the pool she kind of tried to like go and be like what's going on like talk it through and obviously she didn't get anywhere and we saw how that went but yeah it's and I don't know if it's like she's trying to this is her bachelor in paradise interview or what where she's just trying to to you know get to a certain point because she know let's be honest she knows it's not her she knows that peter and her relationship isn't where it needs to be right um so it continues obviously and and <laughs> gosh the part where peter's trying to have this moment with madison and he's and you're just hearing the screams from the house above i'm just like uh like the best kind of cock block moment is right there two girls fighting yeah tammy and mckenna <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just poor McKenna. That's all That's all I have to say about McKenna. Tammy knows exactly what she's doing. But the real drama was Victoria. Mm-hmm. Now, I was proud of Peter. This is a proud moment for I Peter. I was too. Because it's the first time that I've seen him be really matter-of-fact about something. Mm-hmm. I told you, that I, Victoria P, there was always something that was just a little off to me. You called it. When it comes to her. And I don't think, I think Peter in the moment, okay, sends Alea home. All right, fine. I still got Victoria P here. I think he went back and really processed what mm-hmm. happened and thought about it. Because from the moment he sat down with her, he was not into her. No. He was not into it. Not like what we've seen with him and her in the past. Yeah, and I kind of wished he would have addressed that. I He, he just kept saying, do you see a future? Mm-hmm. I don't see you as my wife. But I wanted him to be more confrontational. I wanted him to say let me tell you why I don't see you as my wife. Right. And it's because of how you handled this situation or because I just don't trust you. Trust you, mm-hmm. And that's not what he really did. But I am happy, but I'm going to give it to him. He sent her home. Yes. And and people watching can say, well, oh, he sent Alea home last week before the rose ceremony. But had all of the women not called him out and addressed it and, and told him their frustration where their hurt was, I think he would have kept Alea around. So I'm glad that he finally did this on his own own terms. I think he needed it. I think that I have, okay, my problem now with Victoria P and not that I have a problem, but I just, I felt like, okay, we've seen it season after season where clearly it doesn't work out. The lead always walks you out. They give you that respect to say goodbye. You kind of talk it out. You, you have that moment. Um, I always have a problem where somebody is like 
better than that. And they're like, no, I don't need you. I don't need your help. I find it. So Chris ran down on my season, said that to me. I was like, well, I'll walk you out, even though it's not working out. Like, I'm still going to respect you and the time that you put on the show. Honest, you don't want to walk him out. That's just part of the show. So, well, I did because I wanted him to go so I could go to sleep. But that's but- like, <laughs> but that's like, I guess, to what, and I, I definitely want you to finish your point, but it's kind of like what's so disrespectful into what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I don't even really want to walk you out. It's just like, I'm trying to be nice. Yeah. So at least accept me being nice. Yeah. And she, and we saw like in that moment, there was that switch where maybe it was like um, her guard went up and it was just a way so she doesn't like feel that hurt and that pain in front of him. But I just like, Peter is still like, even though it's not working out, he's still trying to respect you. He's still trying to be that gentleman and walk you out and see you out and still give you that closure a little bit. And in that moment, you saw something switch where she's like, I'm not having this. Like, I can walk myself out. She's walking in front of him. I don't know. It just, it really rubbed me the wrong way. And and we all go into this show knowing that there's only going to be one. And so the odds really aren't probably in your favor. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that instance, I was like, okay, like we're seeing a new side to her. Been seeing it. You call, You did call it. I, I really have. But I'm, <laughs> needless to say, I'm glad Victoria P is home. And it's giving me promise that Peter is starting to eliminate the drama mm-hmm. and focus on some of the more serious relationships. And I think that that's the point of the season that we're in. So also, when you're in the house, you're starting to reflect on who's had one-on-one dates. Where's my relationship with Peter as you're mm-hmm. seeing the numbers dwindle down? And you have to start thinking, okay, Tammy hasn't had a one-on-one yet. Tasha hasn't had a one-on-one yet. Neither has McKenna. So you know at this point they're kind of like, where do I stand compared to these other women? Right. So then Peter has a chance to give another one-on-one. Doesn't give it to Tammy, McKenna, or Tasha. Mm-hmm. He gives it to Victoria F. Were you shocked? I, I was shocked. I, I blew my mind. When they read her name, I was like, what? He either sees something in her or he's really questioning, do I keep her around? After everything that went down on their very first one-on-one, I just to insert a little bit of my experience, I remember on The Bachelor, we Lauren, Lauren B. had a date with Ari in Paris. And the week after she got the second one-on-one, and it was right after my one-on-one. And I remember coming home and I walked into the room and all of the girls were like dead silent. It was super awkward. I was like, what did I miss? And they're like, oh, well, Lauren Lauren got the second one-on-one day. And I was like, she just had one last week. I, and in that moment, I was shocked. But I was even shocked for this one. I think after all of the interaction that I've seen with Peter and Victoria F and just th- like the drama that just kind of follows and like the the extra time and care and attention and all of this effort Peter seems to be putting into her, I would have wanted a break if I was him personally. but. I don't know what it is. And this is what I have all of my notes written about. Is oh, this, this one. Is this one-on-one day? I'm sure it's the nighttime because not much happened in the in the daytime part of it, right? Like they do their thing, whatever. I don't even want to get into that. Let's just get into the nighttime right. portion because that's when, that's when, that's the juicy part. That's, that is, yes. Like, uh, I just don't understand why she wasn't, she just did not seem appreciative of the date that he gave her a second one-on-one. She did not seem into it and him it's like she I feel like she's questioning like where her feelings actually are but she doesn't want to like admit them like maybe I'm not as into you or maybe like it's not like there's something off and she she made a comment and I wrote it down because this is what stood out to me the most was 
I wish I knew my issues so that you didn't have to deal with them. It's like, then why did you come on the show with the potential to because get engaged? Because Chase Rice was on tour. Yeah, he was gone. He was out of <laughs> out of office, apparently. But it's like, know yourself before coming on the show. Well, that could be a theme for several women. But my frustration with her, I share your same sentiments. I thought, you are so ungrateful. Yes. There are women sitting in this house who have never had a date, and you are complaining about getting a date. Now, I do— A second date. I, a second date, you're right. And I do get you saying, oh, gosh, he's maybe he's putting me on a second date because he doesn't know. But he reassured you mm-hmm. so many times. She is that girl who needs to constantly be told, "I'm you're pretty, you're great, you're wonderful, instead of having that own confidence, which I just don't—I just—her own confidence, I just don't understand— I actually, I do think I understand her. I just, she just doesn't know who she is and what she wants. She's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And what I don't understand is Peter. You want a woman who's confident. You want a woman who knows who she is. That are, that's what you say you liked about Hannah B. Victoria F. has shown you none of that. Mm-mm. So again, I don't know what Peter wants in a wife because you are constantly having to baby her and coddle her and reassure her. As you have said, that is exhausting. Exhausting. And that's the only word I can think of when I think of their relationship. It's And I've never, and I've watched the show for a while, I've never seen one lead put in so much reassurance to someone to the point where it's like that cannot last. Like in my mind, there's no way that that can last. Like he's going to, he's going to get to his breaking point and be like, I can't, like, what else do you have to say? Like, and he has said multiple times, I'm not going to give you a rose unless I see something, unless I feel it, like, unless I know. And so she keeps getting roses. She keeps getting roses. She dates, keeps getting roses. dates. She, he's giving you, you should be more sure. Because remember, there's the point in the show where Sydney and um, Tasha are sitting on the couch mm-hmm. and they're saying, oh, he really must be into Victoria. How can right. everybody see it but you? Right. You more than anyone should know that Peter's into you and mm-hmm. not just because of the dates because he's telling you that he's giving you mm-hmm. all the reassurance that you need it's so frustrating to watch I am so sick of her I'm so sick of seeing her cry I am sick of of watching her go on dates well, and I, it's just it's disrespectful to a not not be able to give Peter answers when he's asking you direct questions I feel like she just keeps saying I don't know I don't know so it's like how is Peter gonna know he's not a mind reader but then to get up, and this isn't the first time we've seen this with her on a date. She gets up and she walks away and she cries and she leaves him. And in this process, time is of the essence. Like you need to make the most of it. And you can't keep having these moments or these these like fits where you you can't handle it and you can't handle like answering the questions and you walk away. And she's saying, I don't know if I want to be here. I don't know. I don't know. And Peter can't even hear that. And mm-hmm. he's talking to his producer and he's saying, I, I I don't know. I, she doesn't want this. Mm-hmm. So send her home. Yeah. If you are questioning this, it's this late in the process. You have so many women who want you. That, again, shows how into her he is. Send her home. Two roses should not have been given out on this episode. Hannah Ann and Victoria F. It is very clear that if you're saying you want these things, these women don't possess those qualities. From what we've seen. I'm sorry. I just don't understand. But what does Peter do? Gives her a rose. Mm-hmm. Gives her a rose. <sighs> and then. And then. And then we see something that, to my knowledge, I have never seen before. No. Plot twist. A two-on-one, which I don't even think we got a two-on-one in Hannah B's season. Mm-mm. A two-on-one at a cocktail party. I thought this was genius. You know what? Thank you, Bachelor Producers. Let's streamline this process. We don't need a whole damn date for this. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it at a cocktail party. I will say, 
I would have loved having the two on one at a cocktail party. I would. You don't need a full date, and and usually when you pick a two on one, you kind of know the two people that you're like, mm, they're probably going to go home. Like, let's be honest, we've seen it happen multiple times where both people end up going home. So you, I mean, I watched it knowing like, okay, yes, he gave McKenna the <laughs> the rose, but I was like, she's not sticking around. You just you can sense it, and and the the moment where. You see the girls, the two girls walk in and sit on the couch. I I felt like I was watching the telenovela once again. I was like, they're going to start like spewing out their scripts. And it, and that's what it felt like. I felt like I was transported back to their group date because it was just so awkward, clearly between them. They just like McKenna talks about, you know, love wins and kindness and she's stronger. And then Tammy's just not really saying much at that point. And it was just one one big mess, one big two-on-one mess. It was. I, I I loved how it was set up. I am proud of McKenna for standing up for herself against Tammy because Tammy's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tammy's tough. So I was I was happy that she stood her ground. She said her piece, and it worked for her. And Peter said, I trust McKenna over Tammy and sent Tammy home. Now, this is what was sad to me. Tammy made a comment when she was going home and said that, He just wants a trophy wife, and I'm not a trophy wife. That hurt me to hear Tammy say that because I understood Tammy. after Once she made that comment, I understood her entire actions through this entire process. She is extremely insecure. She is confident, and she's got her job, and she's ambitious and all of that, but she's got some serious insecurities when comparing herself to the other women. Mm -hmm. And she even said, I guess he wants that blonde something trophy it let me know that probably growing up she has compared herself to women that don't look like her and she felt like a minority in the house which she is and she felt like i felt like the younger self in her was coming out Mm -hmm. when she was making those comments in the car and it was actually really really sad for me to watch because i think tammy is so beautiful and she Mm -hmm. has so much going for her and it just seems I said this when I was on Nick's season. The house brings out the best or the worst in you. Yes. And it seems like it really brought out the worst in Tammy. Mm-hmm. And she just fell victim to her insecurities. So if Tammy listens to our podcast, I want her to know that she, you are so beautiful. You are so have so many things going for you. Don't feel like you have to compare yourself to what a, a stereotypical version of what beauty is like beauty is so many different things beauty is in the eye of the beholder and i want her to know that she's a beautiful person Mm -hmm. and i just it was so sad for me to sit there and watch that peter didn't send you home because you didn't have blonde hair peter sent you home because you lost your shit in the house because you (laughs) had it out for the other girls and and in that moment too it's kind of sad because she doesn't have to get along and she doesn't have to be best friends with the remaining girls. Like no one is saying that, but, but it kind of degrades the other women that are still there. And, and in that moment it was tough. I will say though, I still have hope for Tammy. I would love to see her in paradise, but like, I want her to have that redemption story. I want her to maybe form better friendships there than she could on this season. Cause I, like you said, I think she kind of spiraled out at the very end when she knew it wasn't her, um, so maybe we will, maybe we'll see more of her and, and she can have that redemption story if you want to call it that. Yeah. I mean, well, I, listen, she can only go up from here mm-hmm. and and hopefully that happens to her in paradise or some other bachelor franchise show or just in she real might life. She be over it. Who in knows? In just real life. I don't think she is. <laughs> I don't think she is at all. But we have the rose ceremony and 
I was shocked by these eliminations. I did like, I, I didn't know who was on the chopping block. I thought maybe it was Tasha just because mm-hmm. Tasha hasn't had a one-on-one. And so right. he hasn't been able to grow his relationship with her. But then he reassures her in that private time. So I thought, okay, my girl Tasha, she's going to be safe. Mm-hmm. And she is. But he sends Sydney home. I was surprised at that one. Now, but we said Sydney and him have a physical relationship yes. and there doesn't seem to be much depth. It seems to be a running theme mm-hmm. with several of the women here. But obviously that was the case because he sends her home. And yes. And that's that's the only thing I can think of is that he had this moment where he, of course, you have to compartmentalize all the relationships and, and tear them out in a way. But I think he realized like, She's beautiful. I'm super attracted to her. We have this chemistry. She's this amazing kisser. But what's beyond that? And I and I would love to ask him and pick his brain. I can only assume from everything that we've saw that that's what it was. But hit it and quit it. Sadly, McKenna and Sydney are no more. Yeah, McKenna, McKenna, girl, girl. I feel sorry for you because Peter gave you false hope. Mm-hmm. But girl, you knew you weren't going far past that two on one. Right. It was the end of the road. I thought he was going to cut them both in that two-on-one, to be honest. Yeah, no, no, no. It was the it was the end of the road. Poor McKenna. Um, and it's the end of the road for our recap as well. Yes. So let's get to our cats and rats of the week. There are some cats and some rats. Okay. So my cat for the week is McKenna. Even though she went home, I was really proud to see her stand up for herself. I thought what she said when she went home was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, she really seems to have found her voice, even though it's, it's sad because it's late. That was the end. That was the last thing we were going to hear from her, at least on Peter's season. But I was proud of her. Mm-hmm. It was, I like to see people stand up for themselves. And my rat, I mean, it's got to go to Tammy. I mean, Tammy, you know, she lost herself. I feel bad again. I said what I said and I meant it, but she really had it in for preying on certain people. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that side of her. So I agree. I I would agree with both of those. I would also say just because it gave me some comedic relief. um, My cat was Kelly as the abuela. Kelly was that was good. She she did well. (laughs) She nailed that role. Mm -hmm. And then my rat, I would say Tammy. It was just as much as I wanted her to not be. You know, we saw it go down. We saw the drama. We saw her kind of spiral out. So hopefully, again, Paradise, that redemption story. I'd love to see some more of her. We used to love Tammy. Tammy. We used to love Tammy. I know. All right. So much hope. Let's pour one out for Tammy and McKenna. All right. So next week, it's looking like it's going to be good. These Mm -hmm. previews, don't you feel this week, I mean, this season more than ever, the previews have you hanging on the end of their seat? Yes. Or your seat? Edge of your seat? Garrett and I were watching the preview together, and he's like, he's literally grabbing my leg and squeezing it like, oh my gosh, what, 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 what? He's waiting. This is Garrett saying he's waiting for the moment when Barb comes back on. When she's like, just bring her home to us. Like, that's what he's like. Well, who is she talking we about? We know so. when that's coming. That's going to be the last episode. Very end. So, Becca, that was a lot to digest. Yes. You had your notes. We had opinions. <laughs> we had an outline. We had a lot to get into, but we have been waiting on the line. We have the wonderful Mr. Ben Higgins. Ben, hey welcome, welcome to the show. Yay. First time on the show. Yeah. First time uh, guest, not first time caller. Big fans. Of you both. Oh, thanks, Aww. Ben. Back Flat- at you. Flattery will get you far here, <laughs> Ben. So we yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Ben smooth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Beck, I can't shake you. I feel like we're gonna be spending a lot of time together soon. Yeah. 
or three three whole months, everyone. So, you know, Ben and I just spent a week together in New York doing press for Bachelor Live on stage. So we, and you know, we've talked about The Bachelor at length. So I can't wait to share uh, some of the insider tidbits that we've been, you know, bouncing off of each other and talking about. So here we go. I'm just excited to have you here. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, Ben, don't hold back. Like, let's Mm-mm. just get at it. I let's got just you. go. There's a lot to talk about this season. Like, off the top, are you enjoying it or not? Because I feel like people have mixed reviews about this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I think I've put a lot of thought into this in my life. And I think we went into this season with insanely high expectations. Peter's a good dude. He's a nice guy. Um, we want to see him succeed. We want to see him flourish. Uh, the women uh, from really week one kind of captivated us because they were a little bit dramatic. Uh, they had intense storylines. And so I think all of us as fans went into being like, this is going to be the greatest season ever. And I can't say it hasn't been. I just don't think we've gotten there yet. We, we haven't yet seen a love story. And But I'll tell you this, because I'm not going to go on and on. I'll keep these short. This was the week, and I don't know exactly why. Maybe we can find out why. But this was the week, for whatever reason, I'm really excited to watch next week's. Like, this is the first time I've been like, oh, I can't wait till next week's come out. I hadn't had that feeling yet. But after these two episodes, now I'm on edge waiting for that next episode to come out. Uh, Before before we keep going, I think someone's really upset that we didn't introduce them. We do have another co-host here as well. (laughs) Minnow is joining us in Bachelor Happy Hour. And uh, Minnow, we apologize. That's why she continues to bark, because we did not acknowledge her presence in the podcast. So, Minnow, we... Minnow, don't worry. You will have your your time to shine. Yeah. Uh She's a diva. She needs to be heard. but, But, Ben, so going into this season, I think people, I think, you know... We're excited to see Peter, but for a specific reason, and because they say Peter is much like a younger version of Ben Higgins. Mm-hmm. And I think I think people saw that because you guys are both very sweet. You just ha- seem to have big hearts and kind souls. I think from the more that I get to know you and the more that I get to see of Peter, I wouldn't necessarily agree. I think you guys handle things very, very differently. But I... Talking about this week, and I just think like, okay, if Ben was now in Peter's shoes, what would he do? Who would he gravitate towards? How would he handle the drama? And so putting yourself in Peter's position this season, say you had this whole new group of girls, how would you handle some of this conflict and drama that's going on? Good question. Um, well, I've always said, you know, it's it's great. I think what one thing that Peter and I have in common, and I think what you and Rachel had in common also, uh, based on your successes, I think we all went into it knowing what this is, right? It's it's an experience, one that will have ups and downs, one that at times will be dramatic and it'll make you want to pull your hair. But ultimately, at the end of it, something good could happen. Like this could really shake up life in a beautiful way, especially if you find your partner. And I think all four of us in, in that we're speaking of right now had that in common. And I think if you have that, you're off to a good start. I think the second thing is the mark of a good bachelorette or bachelor is how you handle conflict um, because conflict is kind of unseen. Uh, a lot of times it com- it's unexpected on this show. The one thing that we could knock Peter for is not how kind he's being, which is super, uh, is, which is super important here, or not how much he respects the women, which he obviously does. It's the one knock on Peter, and and I would say this to him, is he hasn't confronted the conflict 
to get rid of it. Instead, he's just kind of perpetuating the inevitable, which is that it's going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger until he has to put his foot down. He just he doesn't have another option. And, and I'm hoping that over time we see him get better and better at that to ultimately get him where he wants to be at the end. But how I would handle this, to answer your question, I think anytime conflict came up during my time on the show, immediately, as soon as there is drama, as soon as somebody said somebody's acting a certain way, as soon as you heard an argument going on, your fir- my first reaction was to always try to pull away from it and analyze it, think about it, process it, put the pieces together so that I'm not just running into what everybody's saying or I'm not just running into the argument. I'm able to take a step back and look at the situation as a whole and try at that point then to navigate it to some place of healthiness. But And healthiness to me was just peace, <laughs> peacefulness in the house. But – uh, I think right now, I, Peter's one thing is he's just kind of running straight forward into it. And then once he gets into it, it's impossible to get out instead of pulling away and analyzing the whole situation. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to ask you this, Ben, as uh, you know, the male on the line and then Rich ask you this too. So d- when I was the bachelorette, you know, it didn't happen all that often that this came up, but you know, there's always the moments where someone will come to you and be and, and talk about someone else. They'll say, well, so-and-so did this, or they said that, um, it's happening so much with Peter. I think every conversation he has with the girls, they're talking about someone else. And for me, that is just personally a huge turnoff. And I want to know for you, when you were the bachelor, if that happened, did you take it as, okay, this girl's kind of, you know, telling on this other girl and found it immature? Or did you appreciate it to kind of know what was going on and to figure it out for yourself? Because when that would happen, I was like, Ugh, don't waste your time talking about someone else to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rachel, I really want to hear your thoughts here, but I'll say this. I, you know, and this is going to get super, just deal with me here for a second. I'm not trying to get super Christianese on you here, but I'm going to have to. So I have a principle in my life uh, that I try to stick by, do a terrible job at it, but I try to. And it's to not murder somebody's name when you're talking about them to somebody else. Like it is really important to allow them into the conversation when you have conflict or when you have an issue with somebody. And I believe the same thing principle goes to who I want in my partner, like Jessica, for example, right now, there has probably been there. I don't think there has been an occasion that I can think of in our year together that she has came to me kind of bad mouthing somebody else. She might come to me and say, man, I'm just frustrated. I don't get it. You know, this person, I'm just not understanding them. I feel like we're not on the same page, but there's never been this, that girl's crazy. Like that girl's whacked out. Like that's never something that comes through her mouth. And I love that about her because it allows me to love that other person and respect the other person more. And so when that would happen on the show, I don't really love it. I don't get Mm -hmm. it. I don't like it. And it feels like it's setting that other person back without them ever having a chance to explain themselves to me. Mm -hmm. So basically you don't like the season because that is the whole season. I'm just going to go ahead and put words in your mouth because we... Rachel, your your spot... I mean, I, not that I don't like the season. Now, I watch this season because I'm entertained. Like Very you know, entertaining, yes. It's like yeah, Real Housewives and I'm end. a huge <laughs> fan. I, like, I, yeah. like, I appreciate the cattiness, but I feel bad for Peter. That's it. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm not going to say I don't like this season as much as, like, I feel bad for Peter. Um, quite honestly, my this is my take. I don't think there's... And if... Unless Victoria comes through and shows herself to be like just or Hannah Ann maybe still which Victoria I don't know if there's any other women there that I'm looking at being like you've shown yourself to be you know a partner for Peter oh I'm entertained but as somebody's been in the show before and somebody that really likes Peter and wants to see this like 
go well for him. I'm frustrated. It's awkward to watch. I, I don't mm-hmm. think I would want to be in the situation. You know, I will say, though, I think Madison is a top contender. I think she's the first one who had the very first day with him, and now she's kind of fallen off fallen off the radar a little bit, but I think that's only because they're kind of hiding, not hiding her, but a little bit removed from the drama. But I think when they're uh-huh. together, it's something really special. And she's the only one right now that I could really see wife potential. Now, now, Ben, when you and I were in New York together, we were kind of saying like, it's really tough to see someone for him right now. And it's really tough to see a bachelorette lead come from this group of girls right now. It's just, it's hard to picture yeah. Only because we haven't gotten to know them for them. It's been so much of, around the drama. But I think Madison is one that, yes, she's kind of hidden and she's not in the limelight and the drama and the craziness right now. But I think that there's something there between them. And, um, you know, we just haven't been allowed to see it because of all of the cattiness going on. A question. Yeah, I, I always forget about Madison. You always, yeah. I always, I always say this like Victoria and Hannah Ann, and then somebody always goes, "What about Madison?" I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, that works. She's great." Um, we just haven't seen her. And right. If you're not messy, you're not getting seen. That's well, kind of the theme. The theme this season, right? Like as far as as far true. as the women are concerned. Mm-hmm. Question though, you t- we talked about Peter's conflict resolution or the lack thereof, mm-hmm. and it doesn't just seem to be just with Peter. It seems to be with the women as well because they don't seem to be able mm. to get along. They're just mean girls, right? Now, here's here's my thing. I think, and I know Peter. I get to speak with him. I think he's a really nice dude, and I think he really cares about this experience, and I think he really wants to see it work. I don't think he's great at conflict. I don't think he expected so much conflict. He, The one thing that Peter has is he walked into this this thinking this was going to be like a really magical like experience, and I hope it is at the end. But we all know that's not real that life. While you're in it, it's not magical. It mm-hmm. sucks sometimes. <laughs> but it's not real life. And I know he came to you to seek advice. And I don't know if you told him that or not. But I think the beauty, the gift and the curse of Peter is that he is so optimistic that it's beautiful for this type of experience. But then he's not realistic about how this experience can also be. And I think that it's, there's something that you said, oh, you brought up a really good point about him not asking the right questions. I think that's true. And that's a huge red flag for me when it comes to this season, because to be successful at the end of this, you have to ask the right questions, right? If you're not asking those things, how are you preparing? Because I feel like, no offense, Ben, but I feel like where the men really suck at this is that you guys get caught up in the world that you're in when you're on the show and that you don't think about how does this work in real life. And I'm using general, not saying you specifically. And that's my fear with Peter. He is so caught up in this that are you thinking and asking the right questions of how this can work in real life? Mm-hmm. That is why I'm afraid now that he won't be successful on this show. When I said before he was going to, you know, like have five women mm-hmm. that he's into. And it does seem that way. But it's not looking too good. You and he doesn't have a good crop of women to choose from. Sorry. Mm-hmm. What well, people are going to say that I'm not supporting women when I say that, but I mean, but but I I agree. Like the the drama is distracting him to get to ask the right questions. Like he hasn't just sat down and been like, okay, I like you, you like me. Like how? Like where are you from? How do our lives combine after this? Like what are you looking for in a career after this? If if we were to end up together, and I will say just from my experience, especially when I was on The Bachelor, that didn't come. Until my second, I think, second or third one-on-one with Ari when we were finally alone. And I was like, okay, this is now getting serious. 
And Peter is just not allowed to get to that point because of all of this chaos going on about champagne bottles and ex-boyfriends and all this, all the things. Do you think Ben is... Ben. Sorry. I did it, Ben. Peter, yeah. Ben. Ben, Peter. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I ben get it. Ben 2.0. Ben, do you think Peter is a good judge of character? Uh, I think it's... Do I think he's a good judge of character? Um, in life, I do think he is. I think he is... In, when, in this experience, I think you're spot on, Rachel, where he's caught up. I think it's hard to judge character at all when you're not being able to ask those questions when every conversation we see is focused on somebody else. And this is, and this was not a small moment for me. I think it happened in episode five and I believe it was with Sydney. I don't, I don't know for certain, but there's this conversation that he was having with her. And she, she said to him, Peter, you don't know me and Mm -hmm. I don't know you. And you don't see that this far in the season quite often. I would say the first four weeks are like survival of the fittest, like just try to stay around. (laughs) And then after that, you really do start to know the other people or the people within the group. And I think she was speaking to something like every cocktail party, every group date, every time like there is a moment for us to get together, there's something that pulls you away, something else on your mind, something else that you're trying to work through because this whole thing is so chaotic. There's so many different storylines going on of drama right now. That I don't know, to go back to your question, if he's had the chance to judge character or even get to start those questions that point to who who somebody is, because there's never like getting to, we don't know one person from this show very well yet. Mm -hmm. Not one. I I would argue that we haven't had one like contestant that we are like all rooting for right now, even after some one-on-ones. But can't you say that that means that he's kind of not a good judge because he is keeping the drama around? Like he can't get to the root of it of the pe- the person who could potentially be his wife because he is keeping these people around. Like if I'm a female in that house, I would be questioning Peter at this point. Like why are they here? Oh, why is she here? It's you know the same way people did with Hannah B. Right. And Luke P. Why is he here? I'm starting to look at you and say, you know what? Maybe you're not the best judge mm-hmm. of character. Yeah. And I would question it. And then we've seen the girls like. Well, he's keeping so-and-so around, but she's completely different from I am. She's immature. She's fixated on some sort of drama. I would question, like, what is he looking for? Like, what is his type? What does he want in a partner right now? It's it's it's, it's confusing for us viewers. Kelly said it. That's what I'm like. I am Kelly. Kelly is me. Kelly's like, listen, I'm I'm different from the, the women that are, you know, I'm just on a, in a different space in my life. And I think mm-hmm. that that's why she seems so disinterested mm-hmm. because there's just such a disconnect with her and the other women in yeah. the household versus how she is in real life. Right. Which makes me think of this, Ben, when it comes to the franchise, let me get real general, big picture here. Looking at the past few seasons and seeing where we are now. I know Becca and I've talked about this and I bet you and Becca have too. I, we feel so far removed. Things just seem so different than when we were on the show. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that I can attribute that to are the people that are coming on this show. So do you, are you fearful for the franchise? Uh, I think the longevity of Cable television in general, we should be a little bit fearful. Uh-uh, 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 ben, I'm not going to let you. That is the most politically correct answer. <laughs> I'm going to get you into could, it. Let you me are a there. politician. You are. You are. <laughs> don't, let me know when you're running for office because you are good. <laughs> let me start there. So, 
Um, two things. Am I fearful for the for the franchise? No. Here's why. Because they've always adjusted well. If you look back in the history of this show, it is – I don't know who's pulling those strings and who's making these decisions, but it is – when I was The Bachelor, and I think your producers that are in that room who know the show well could speak to this – it was not a an uncommon fear that the show wasn't going to be around a lot longer. They had had some really like rough moments. Yeah. And social media still really didn't exist. Like Instagram, when I was on The Bachelorette, was just coming out. Mm-hmm. That was six years ago at this point. So there were some huge hurdles and transitions that were had to be made, and they made them. Like the show had never been bigger than ever over the last four seasons. And now you're getting to that point where it's at its peak, which ultimately it's cyclical. It's going to start dropping down again. So what adjustments are going to be made to keep the show around? Now, I don't know what those are, but I do – The Bachelor, out of any show on television, and I don't get it, has made adjustments to keep this thing going. And it's huge. It's never been bigger. Um, So that's my first first thing. The second thing is uh, back to – uh, the show a little bit is I'm with you on, you got to cut out the drama, but when we look at the show in general, I don't know where that drama is coming from. I don't know the route. And so I don't know where you take it out at, unless you just send six of them home in one night. So anyways, am I fearful of the show? No, I'm not. Yeah. Not the success of the show. The show is going to be successful. It is what it is. It has taken over a day of the week. I'm not concerned about that. I just more, maybe I should say the quality because a lot of people seem to be so upset because like, you want drama, like you said, survival of the fittest. You want drama first night, week one, two, three, four, five. You usually get that two on one and you start to see things changing. And there is like no end to it at this point. No, from yeah. what we've seen. And so that, I guess that's what I mean. I, I hear, a, I talk to a lot of people, even Super Bowl weekend, people want to come up to me and talk to me about the show. And the general consensus is people are tired. Of the drama and maybe more so to also what we said at the beginning of this podcast, how Peter is handling it. Maybe that. So it's frustrating. It's frustrating mm-hmm. on both ends. I wonder, though. And OK, with that, I can fully agree with you. I wonder if the secret sauce to this whole show has always been the drama. Yes, yes. it could end in love. And yes, we are looking for a really cool ending that we can all celebrate and forget about all the drama together. We're quick really quick to forget the negatives. Mm -hmm. I told Becca last week, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And if Peter finishes in a love story, we're all going to forget all these little arguments and go, wow, what a beautiful, beautiful thing that happened. Yet the drama keeps us engaged. It does in all of our lives, no matter what we're doing. If we're watching TV or we're at, you know, out for cocktails with friends, drama keeps us interested and drama will keep us around, even if we want to complain about it. Mm-hmm. We still want to watch it. Well, and that's the thing. We we can complain week after week and be like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to watch. These girls are crazy, like poor Peter. But we're still watching, and everyone out there is still watching. So clearly it's doing something right. I mean, and I can't imagine. I feel like once you get this like dose of this drama, you kind of have to keep it up now season by season, which— it makes me a little nervous for the future Bachelor and Bachelorettes. But but once you have that and like you can't come down, I feel like everything after that's going to seem boring. Well, it is reality TV, mm-hmm. right? Like we we need a little bit of it. Right. But mm-hmm. I I think what you said, Ben, is so on point, too, about 
short-term memory. At the end of the day, they'll just you just want to see a love story. Mm-hmm. It's just taking a little bit longer to get to than that. So, I, Ben, do you even have a favorite lady on this season? Ooh, that's tough. Right? It's really, really tough. I, I will say that's the hardest. Like, this is the hardest season for me. Like, you know, I really went into this um, when we were just looking at pictures and being like, oh, this girl's beautiful. This girl's beautiful. And it's true. Beautiful season of people. But I do think the one that has has shown themselves to have the best like interactions, just based on what we've seen, is Victoria. And I think, um, you Victoria, know, who? Victoria F. Oh, let me I'm gonna make some notes while you're talking. Oh gosh, yeah, Ben, I would F. disagree so wholeheartedly <laughs> with you on that one. Wait, why? We got to hear Only the why. Because we I, have to hear why. We have to hear why. Well, I will get into it. I just. Every time I feel like they're together, I there's no doubt about it. Like Peter is very drawn to her. He's very attracted. But I feel like she just in the way she handles and approaches situations, whether it's with him or the date, whatever they're doing, she just seems very, very over the top. Like she either is like all in or freaking out. And there's like no, she just seems kind of exhausting. But I also think there's always an issue when she's with Peter. She's always upset about something. She starts to cry. She gets upset and walks away and leaves him. And I like, this We're is your part. The same person here, right? The one that went on the, uh, that went on the date listening to Chase her Rice. ex-boyfriend? Yes, yeah, that's yes. why I'm, I'm like, Ben, I want to hear your logic as to how oh, you see Victoria as the one because Becca, and I'm on the same page as Becca, so please plead your okay. case. Well, here, here's my case is I do feel like Peter is the most comfortable with her. I do feel like he's attracted to her. I don't feel like we've had anybody kind of make his world stop at this point. I said it a little bit ago and I still stick to it. I don't know if there's even one right now that I've seen Peter just fully like be engaged with with yet. I mean, Madison kind of like week one, which is easy to do. Mm-hmm. And Hannah Ann has kind of walked on the perimeter through the whole show. I'm just saying if there is one person that I've seen him have interaction with that could point to any type of future relationship, it seems like Victoria is it. Yet, I don't hesitate to say – I don't know if there is a one. Like, I don't, I have yet to see it. Ben, I want to know if you were Peter right now, what girl would you have as, you, as your top girl? If I was Peter, oh, she's gone. I said it. Who was it? Sarah C. I think Sarah oh, C seemed yeah. like cool. She was like funny in a moment that we saw her, and then she was beautiful. I think Sarah what C. Moment? Just I, like I, at the very first <laughs> night, she was like at least somewhat like. Ben. Normal. What did this she is what, do? Okay, this what, is what oh, I'm geez. saying about the men. You, you picked her because she's pretty. I mean, the girl didn't, we didn't see anything of her on the show. She's, a, it's the same thing with Joe. Grocery store Joe, who I adore. But grocery store Joe, you saw nothing of him and people went wild about him because they thought he was attractive. It's the same thing with Sarah. She's mm-hmm. a beautiful girl. You saw nothing of her personality. But grocery store Joe ended up being awesome. And you're and, like, well, this guy could well, actually be the You're next right, bachelor. but that's what we know now after the fact. At the time, what I'm saying is with Sarah, you can't point to anything outside of her being pretty. That's it. I said before the show even started, that was like who I went into the season like she's just pretty like pumped up about. So like now that the like who he's left and who he's kept and who's still around, I don't think there is one person that would match me at all. 
It would be tough. Maybe. Well, after you have the catch like Jessica, of course no one can. No, nobody <laughs> even compares. That's the closest thing that I've, that from what I've seen is Madison. Maybe you brought it up. I think Madison has shown to be like sweet. She was met his family and was like cool with it. Um, she hasn't been involved in any of the drama. We haven't seen her freaking out yet. I don't know a lot about her. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't got to know her too well. So I would say the one person right now that sits there um, that's still on the show that would feel like the best fit for for somebody like Peter would probably I be a Madison. I am just shocked that you said, well, I'm over Sarah, even though I'm still shocked at that. But Victoria F., for you to be, say that Peter can't handle conflict, she can't either. When he tries to have a conversation with her, she runs off and starts crying in a corner. I mean, literally, she can't form sentences to express how she feels unless she's confronting one of the girls in the house and then she's ripping them apart. That's what I don't understand the contradiction with her. You can tell a girl off and call her out and then you become this meek, shy, I can't express how I feel person in front of Peter. Like, which one are you? To me, the, the, the girl. Well, maybe find out which one she is. Well, I, I don't know. I have my like, thoughts. I, honestly, we. I hope we find out who she is. Rachel, the truth to all this is, I don't think there's a favorite for me. Ben, you know, you've mentioned you and Peter have talked quite a bit. You gave him some advice in the beginning. Now, halfway through, and I'm not sure if you've talked to him recently within the past week or so. You know, it's different when you start the season and you're in the middle of it. And I'm sure Peter's in a very unique position right now where he's watching half of his season back and he's getting the world the world's reaction about everything he's saying, everything he's doing, all of these girls. Like, he's getting a lot at this point. And if there's any advice from here on out for him to expect, what would it be? Because he's he's in for a wild ride. I mean, this is only halfway through, and we haven't even gotten to see, like, the love stories unfold. So what would you say to him if he called you up? Yeah, well... um, I'd say hold hold tight. I mean, he's already done with this, right? So I would say hold on tight. It's going to get better no matter what. It was my, you know, it's my same advice for anybody that's been on the show that's going through turmoil. I mean, there's a couple characters that we've seen. Last year we spent, or Hannah B's season, we spent all year talking about Luke. Mm-hmm. And I thought that could get pretty ugly for him. I thought that would last a little bit outside the show. Most right. of the time, Nobody, unless your character is really, 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 really being questioned, if you make it to the end, which I'm hoping Peter does, he's going to be fine. Um, I would just say hold on tight and, and continue to be who he is, continue to be kind, continue to answer the questions that he's doing. Um, but on the show, what I really hope he does is he starts to really try to dive into who these women are and how they fit him and how he fits them and what relationships can be made. Because I don't, I haven't seen that yet. I mean, we can sit here and we can argue about Victoria and we can argue about Madison and all these girls. The truth of it is, I don't, I mean, unless you have a really strong opinion on who he should be with right now, I think most of the fans are going, I don't know if there's anybody like, Mm -hmm. not that these women are bad, just like nobody seems to fit Peter that well. Right. I think that's very well said, Ben. And I, I think we all, we are all you right now. We share your sentiments. And I remember Beck and I both talking about at the beginning of this season that we're so excited for Peter, even talking with Peter, talking to Peter's parents. We're so excited for him. We feel like it's the thing that he's missed. He's got his job. He's got his family, his friends, all of that. He wants this, you know, as much as any lead I've ever seen. So hope it ends in a love story. Hope it works out. Hope the tide is changing when it comes to 
how we're seeing his relationships play out this season, but we'll just have to wait until the next week to see how it goes. But I mean, I don't know what else to say except for Ben for governor. Yeah. Well, if I can bypass questions about The Bachelor, I think politics will be a lot easier. Uh, can I can I switch uh, roles here for a second and ask you two, uh, who who are you fans of? Like, who should I be looking at and watching and, and going, this could work? Well, okay. I yeah, I have my I have my people that I like just for the comedic relief. Uh, and then I have the girls who I think are top contenders. I mean, right now. And we've talked about Madison. We haven't seen very much of her other than the very first one-on-one date. But in a weird way, I feel like I can kind of relate to Madison. I feel like she is me in that scenario because I had on Ari season the very first one-on-one date. And then I was kind of I, I was kind of out of the picture. I wasn't part of the drama. I knew I had the strong connection, but I it was a I was a little bit removed and I think that that's how she is. I do think that when they have their interactions from what we've seen, she's one that that he has a stronger one with. And maybe that's just given to the fact that she met his family and that just bonded them in a way that he hasn't bonded with these other girls. But I do, I am excited to see more of her. Um, and in terms of Kelsey, I, I'm always up and down with Kelsey. I think that there's really something there. And I think that as we get to know her, she's unpeeling these layers and we're getting to know a, a deeper level aside from just the whole champagne champagne gate and that that drama i think he's um from what i've seen with her though i think he's drawn to her and i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to when i watch their interactions i try to pick it apart a little bit more and really like focus on what it is um i will say i'm i'm intrigued by her and pete's relationship yeah for me i like tasha the best i think she's funny she's level-headed not, the girls seem to like her in the house. No drama. She's like a breath of fresh air to me. And then for Peter, I like Madison. I mean, for the obvious, she seems to be no drama. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. I could throw Hannah Ann in there. But Madison, I think there's a there's a spark there. Mm-hmm. And it seems very effortless when they're together. And this is just me going on the first mm-hmm. off the first day. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It seems very well, obvious he's in a Madison. So it makes me think that something's going to happen. Oh gosh! Dang, right, because it's so it. I, to me, it's so obvious. It's Madison. Yeah, I can't take any more of this. Like Peter being happy, dancing around, smiling, like doing it's his goofy so little sad. dance thing, and then all oh of a sudden, God. out of nowhere, comes some young lady walking up, say, "Peter, we've got to talk." Right? It's like Peter. Never. Is that a smile? <laughs> let <laughs> yeah, me turn that. Let me ruin let me it. turn that upside down. Yeah, let so me take true. it away. Because wait. As you're saying this, I have that image of my in my head of him dancing on stage with Victoria oh, yeah. F. And he's got, you know, he's doing this hands in the air thing, smile on his face. And it's like they pan out and it shows Chase Rice. <laughs> just like and Victoria's singing the words. I mean, it's just oh. poor. We 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 like to title each episode. And during that episode, we titled that one Poor Peter. OK, Ben, always a pleasure. Love having you on the podcast. But before we let you go, we like to play a game with our guests, even though I feel like you're not you haven't really been a guest today. You've kind of been the fourth co-host because obviously the third one is Minnow. I don't want to say <laughs> not acknowledge her again and have her start barking. But um yeah, you've been fantastic. It's great to get your opinions and your take on the show, even though they were politically correct. We tried to mm-hmm. poke you, but you were good. Whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll try again with this game. So here we go. I'm going to do this game with you and Becca because you guys, you know, you got Bachelor Live coming up mm-hmm. so soon. I can't <laughs> wait to catch it. But you were 
The perfect duo. Well, other than Becca and I, of course, obviously. (laughs) So, okay, here we go. I'm going to throw out questions and then you're going to say who's going to be doing this when I throw this out, either Becca or Ben. All right. First up, who is going to sleep better on the tour bus? You? Becca. Oh, 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 well, okay. I would say you, Ben. I can't sleep. Apparently neither one of you can. (laughs) <laughs> is that We're going to be real tired after three months. It's because of the excitement of Bachelor Live on stage. You just can't wait to get to the next city. I actually heard the buses are super dry, and it's like the one thing I can't sleep in, even though I live in Denver, but I have a huge humidifier in my house, that uh, buses are super dry. So I'm worried that I'm going to always wake up like with a sore throat. Is it a portable humidifier? Uh, I'm bringing it with me, yes. Okay, I was gonna going to say sponsor. Yeah. Ben, I will <laughs> let you... I will let you borrow my facial steamer so you can just shove your face in that every night. Thanks, Becca. You're, wel- you're welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say something really inappropriate. Okay, next. Whose partner, whose partner is going to be on the tour bus more often? Becca's or Ben's? Jessica or Garrett? I think Garrett, right? I would say Jessica. Okay. Jessica's there. Neither. Jessica's there for a third of the tour. She's coming in and out, so she'll be in for a week, out for two, in for a week, out for two. So that sounds like a lot. So I honestly think Jessica, because Garrett right now is so scattered all over the place. So he'll he, you know what? Jessica might be there more, but of course we'll have Minnow constantly, and she's also my partner, so she'll yeah. she'll take the lead. Is Minnow going to be there the whole time? Minnow, stop licking that. You know, dogs like to get in that booty. (laughs) (laughs) My dog doesn't do. Good thing Um, you're not on camera right now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what is going on over there, but it sounds sounds like a good time. (laughs) Okay. Who's going to be the bigger hype man, Becca or Ben? Mm. Here's the thing. I want to explain myself. Oh, is this part of the show? Okay. It's going to be Ben. Well... I and when I would like getting the crowd pumped up, um, I lose myself in the adrenaline. But I feel like <laughs> Becca <laughs> Becca's really gonna come through as the closer and keep everything like consistently hyped. But like I'll come out like a rocket and I'll slow down and then I'll end pretty excited too if love love exists on stage. Well, I'm gonna need a rain Ben in. It sounds like no. Mm-hmm. I competed against Ben on at the lip sync battle. <laughs> oh and yes, I've seen firsthand him lose himself <laughs> on stage. So I, my vote is for Ben on this. I'm one. just picturing Ben fall into the the mosh pit. What is it where they body crowd surf? The crowd. Bo- yeah. Ben's gonna be crowd surfing everyone. Oh yeah, buy your I tickets now. I'm excited. I mean, listen, <laughs> if that's not selling Bachelor Live on stage for you guys. I don't know what it is. I yeah. want to see it. Okay, who's more likely to trip on stage, Becca or Ben? I could answer this one. <laughs> <laughs> who is it? Ben, who's your answer? Ben, you know. It's, it's got to be Becca. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I can't even walk be upstairs. Becca has her hands and her feet in the air on this one. She knows it's her. Minnow raised yeah. a paw. I will for sure trip probably, okay, we're we're doing what sixty six shows. I will probably trip in at least twenty seven of them, mm-hmm. if okay. not more. I don't want to say it, but yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. definitely going to be better. She owns it. She owns it's it. It's going to happen, people. Just bear with me, please. <laughs> okay, last one. Who's going to take longer in hair and makeup, Ben or Becca? Minnow. That's easy. Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> that's definitely Becca. I I, mm-hmm. I I have this theory that I don't understand why I have to wear makeup at any point ever again. It just makes my – I don't know how you all do it. It makes my skin feel all sorts of weird. So Some I'm, people I'm aren't not blessed that way. You, you don't need makeup. You got a fresh face ready for camera all the time. Everybody's yeah, not able. Too. We don't all wake up like this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> Ben's only bringing two suits for the entire show. Yeah, he's yeah. He's Does Carrie know about this? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm packing light, team. Here's my thing: as long as I have enough golf shirts to play golf in the morning, I'm happy about this tour. I don't care about the night portion. I'm ready to hit the links. Ben's gonna have more polos than ties on this tour. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> All right. Well, Ben, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. Loved having you on the show. Can't wait to catch Bachelor Live on stage and everything else that you're doing. It's going to be a hey, fun Hey, thanks, one. guys. You guys are crushing it. Uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks, Ben. I'll see you very soon. See y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. I think when, when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 